Mom always told me to be a good boy, but the world said I could be anything I wanted to be, which is great, because I want to be a problem. No, I won't dive into sex, drugs, or gender confusion. To the world, that would make me a good little boy. I will learn formal logic and adhere firmly to the concept of objective truth. I will commit myself absolutely to the authority of the Word of God and make friends with Augustine, Luther, Calvin, Chesterton, Lewis, and the U.S. Constitution. I hope to grow up and love only one woman, a woman at least as clear-thinking and rebellious in this world as I will be, who knows where true beauty lies and who will never let me stop striving to be the biggest problem I can be. I will give my life for hers and aim to have a family large enough to require specialty automobiles. We will worship in a church unashamed of the gospel and live in a community of families doing the same. I will work myself to the bone providing for my family and I will make sure my kids all fall in love with Narnia and Middle Earth, that they will all know how to think, that evolution will make them giggle, and rainbows will make them think of Noah and his archiarchy. Like I said, I will be a problem, immune to all that is hip and trendy and now. Singing songs that are centuries old, savoring good wine and great whiskey, dancing and laughing and feasting while the enemies of God scowl and glower in shelter in place. Hey, little boy, the world says, what do you want to be when you grow up? I want to be a metastasizing cancer of conservative Christian culture, devouring Marx's impotent progressive dream and building a resurrected Western world. I want to be a stomper of stupid sandcastles, an exposer of poisonous lies. I want my life to be a monument to the triune creator God who made us all, the kind of monument you and yours will never be able to tear down. Oh, and farm. Thanks for asking. New St. Andrews College. Liberal Arts for Outlaws. There you go. Welcome across politics. I'm the Chocolate Knox, Pastor Toby, and Pastor Ben hey, Lawrence. How you doing, man? It's good. It's good to be Thank here. Thank you for coming in yeah. and sitting with us. That's really great. Have you been on the show before? Long time ago. Long time ago. Long, long we had a yeah. piano. Yeah, it was like back in the piano studio days. That's right. Wow. You know, big That's shout right. out to Clint Hughes, man. That's right. The piano shop show studio. That's right. We are going to make our way to Ontario to go to Canada to talk to Gabe, who's got boots on the ground at the, uh, was it, Church at War Conference going on right now till the 19th. So <laughs> I think tonight is the the showing of the film, the feature film that they're dropping Um We'll talk about that in just a second. Okay. But we're going to go out to Canada, talk to Gabe and a few pastors out there, get a check-in on what's going on with those brothers and right. hear about how they're going to war with the civil magistrate. That's right. Yeah. Hey, um, Classical Conversation supports homeschooling parents by cultivating the love of learning through a Christian worldview and fellowship with other families. They provide a classical, Christ-centered curriculum, local, like-minded communities across the United States and in several countries, and they train parents who are striving to be great classical educators in the home. For more information to get connected, please visit their website at classicalconversations.com. Again, that's classicalconversations.com. Those guys have been some day ones, too. Yeah, you know, ever since we started, the first sponsors we had with Classical yeah. Conversations, so I always want to say yeah. thank you to those yeah, guys. Yeah, you, you know, uh, the, I, I'm, I'm, I, just, I just suddenly realized you've been doing that music. You know, the Rocky meets... The, the oh, news. the breaking news! Do the, you need? Do you I, need I mean, some I of just, that? I just feel like you, you were starting to train us to get used okay, to that music, well, okay. and then you went back on us well, to the old music. How about this? Here we go. 
Oh, I'm not connected. So oh, it's you, not going to work? I don't think God wanted you to hear no, it today. never mind. There's All no right. breaking music. Okay, never mind. There's no breaking no, news. No, no, no. But I mean, we do Gabe, have, I mean, Gabe's not breaking news. No, but we do have boots on the ground, and I see that, is it Thiessen, is that Thiessen that just walked in the room too? Oh, wow. All right, He's, Gabe, who do you have there with you, and what's going on there at the conference? All right, so, so um, uh, we are actually in Waterloo, Canada. Um, Ontario, oh. Waterloo, Ontario. You got to yeah, say you got to say the province, right? <laughs> uh, I'm here actually with Nate Wright, who's with Rebel Media on the network, and yeah. then Mike Thiessen, who's with Open Mic, Liberty Coalition, also on the network. And uh, we're at the Church of War conference here, Jacob Rayom's church, who you guys have probably met through uh, my water break show. And uh, it's been, I mean, just fantastic fellowship from For sure, yeah. from all the all the pastors and uh, elders and congregations who kind of stood up against uh the tyranny in their in their prospective providences Provid- provinces province yeah and um it you know i flew in on wednesday night and what was funny was i got out of the airport got into and and jacob and his crew um, told me he's like you got to come to the barn you can't talk about now, that now You're it's a secret location I, it's not a, it's a I, secret location i can't I can't disclose anything else. What happens? But we go shed, stays in the shed, right? And so we go out into this middle of nowhere, and I, I this barn is the only thing out there. Yeah. And I walk into the barn, and it's just full of cigar smoke. A guy walks up to me and hands me his glass of scotch. <laughs> Another guy walks up and hands me his cigar, and I was like, "These are my people. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> this is my tribe." They just walk in, and all of a sudden, I'm like, I'm, I'm here. What is this? Wait, 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 wait. wait. Having a typical, like, Canadian weekend. Like, last weekend, it was sunny and it was yeah. 80, 80 degrees yeah. here. Oh, 80? Like, it was wow. Warm. And then wow. over the weekend, we drive up into a snow blizzard. Yeah, it's a blizzard. Yeah. And, yeah. and you know, this, is not, this is Idaho weather to me. Yeah, there you go. All right. So, so and so, but what was, what was interesting, so one of the things I noticed when I first got here, um, the next day, or maybe it was that night, I was listening to the Global News Network. Yeah. And the Global News Network is, I mean, it was like the propaganda. And, and this is like the main, this is like ABC or CNN for Canada. Yeah. It's like the main news network. And everything they were talking about was reporting on what the government was doing for, for Ontario, or what the government was doing for Canada. And they went through the healthcare system. So it's like CNN. And like CNN. Oh, 100%. And of course, it's, the government owns the healthcare system. Make sure you talk about it. It's, it, it, it's, it's like CNN, except the government gives them $1.6 billion yeah. a year. So it's it literally so it's subsidized the by the government. So they're clearly so they're, objective, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, and they're reporting on the healthcare system. And their report on the healthcare system was literally, I kid you not, there is a shortage of a painkiller medicine like Tylenol for here in Canada right now. Yeah. <laughs> and part of the report included, this is social socialistic me- Medicare, right? Medical, medical system. Part of the report included showing people and demonstrating how you could take adult Tylenol and turn it into medication for children. Yeah. Because it's a shortage. You can't get it. And then they started talking about the guy who works for Global and was on the ground for the pandemic or on the ground for the trucker yeah. convoy. He won an award. So the global newscaster yeah. Yeah, uh, won a reward, a reward uh, award, excuse me, yeah. for it, his coverage of the trucker convoy. Oh, and all of it was like so slanted, kind oh, of lying. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was gross and disgusting. Oh, right. yeah. it, it, it's, it's disgusting. 
And then they end the news segment with this goose crossing the street in the snow in Canada. And they said, yeah, you know, there's, there's some sort of, I guess, heartfelt piece. Like, oh, this goose decided not to go south. Not all gooses go south during the winter and everything. And then they ended and said, and just as a reminder, it is a federal offense if you hurt a goose. Yeah, that was that was the global news. Wait, wait, is it? That's what we got up here. Yeah, honestly, and um, what's what's sad about you know? So you talk about the shortage. There is there's this massive shortage, and they're they're the propaganda machine is coming up again. So now they're saying, okay, COVID nineteen, regular seasonal influenza, and respiratory illnesses have created this shortage. And oh, and by the way, uh, free healthcare, twenty two hour wait right now at, PD, uh, wow. at children's emergency rooms. Wow. And that's the only way a lot of people can get um, children's Tylenol and stuff like that. And uh, and what they don't tell you, so what they're not reporting on, is that almost 15% of all of the hospital workers were laid off because they wouldn't get vaccine yeah. mandates. So yeah. why is there a shortage? Well, they created the shortage, but Propaganda machine. Look yeah. at everything the government's doing for you. Yeah. So, if you guys don't know uh, Nate Wright, he's with Rebel Media on on our network, but he's also a pastor. Of, mm-hmm. What's the name of your church again? Uh, yeah, Crossroads Church. Crossroads. Right. Yep. Crossroads. And uh, we originally, I think, met kind of during the pandemic. First had you on the show right. um, through, I think, more on the your apologetic side of your ministry and what you were doing. Yep. And. You kind of, as I understand, you kind of live out in the middle of nowhere. And I mean, you're, you're no, a little more not offended by that. It's okay. been a great blessing. Somewhere, and, somewhere close to the barn, I guess, out in the middle of nowhere, huh? Right. He's in the barn. Yeah, yeah, He's in the barn. Yeah. yeah. So they smoke and drink during the church. It's weird. <laughs> uh, and uh, just a disclaimer for those people who attend Nate's church: they don't smoke during church. <laughs> <laughs> Michael's got the concert to the group. church in the beginning of the pandemic you kind of want to talk a little bit flesh it out you know, yeah, sure, yeah. in your church and where you're at now yeah sure at the beginning of covid we had about uh like before covid hit we had about 150 people and uh and then when we when we stayed open um i promptly grew that to 100 and so we had like a, a massive so yeah we lost we lost about a third of our church and wow. uh, lots of people writing to our denomination uh we had people who even left who were uh calling the cops on our services trying to get us shut down wow. what's your denomination um, uh, it's the alliance, oh, yeah, sorry. yeah. So we're 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 no longer affiliated there <laughs> through all of this, but uh, yeah. So they're calling to get me fired and all that stuff. So we had about a hundred people who met during lockdown, and uh, and at, at first, like you said, we're out in the middle of nowhere. Like if you sneeze and it's cor- and corn, the corn is high, you'll just miss us as you're driving down the country road. Um, but uh, slowly, um, just through word of mouth and people looking for an open church, uh, we grew and we grew. So, like, last Sunday we met, and there was over 800 people at church. Wow. Um, and so, over the last two years, we've gone from that little church of 100 people to a church of over 800 people. And we're just trying to keep up. We're trying to, you know, train up small group leaders and elders because none of us have ever been a part of a church this size. And we have people moving into the area. We have people homesteading and everything for the first time, learning how to do that. Wow. And uh, and so just the ministry is happening. And I kind of jokingly say it's not just that, that we had an influx of people, but they say at a lot of churches, 20% of the people do 80% of the work. And I feel like we got everybody else's 20 percenters. Like all the people who take church yeah. seriously, yeah. who are willing to count the cost and go. And honestly, and all like homeschoolers, right? Mm-hmm. And when I was going through and I was like, what is it that links the people who seem to have their head screwed on straight about all this stuff? Is it, you know, is it a particular... Um, you know, doctrine, is it a particular hermeneutic? 
But honestly, the thing that linked all these families who were looking for a faithful church was homeschooling. And so we now have like just this thriving homeschooling community. We're building a school, all this amazing stuff. It all happened just because um, the government decided to ticket me a little bit and it was well worth the cost. And, you know, like, <laughs> church is great. Yeah. Like, you know what? Awesome. You know, just to, Nate, and probably the other thing that's probably linked together is when you find homeschoolers, you find people who are willing to take responsibility for their own family for their own people right. and do the hard work. So you probably really did get a yeah. cream of the crop with that. You know, I'm, yeah, that's right. I'm looking at the you list have here. Who've already been willing to count the cost, right? You right. have a lot of people who are willing to go down to one income, willing to have mom stay yes. at home, willing right. to, you know, all of that stuff. And so you already have people who have that mindset. So you bring all those kinds of people together and I'm just pumped about what God's going to do when you bring all these people and you get them all pointed in the same direction. So that's great. Yeah, that's amazing. Look, yeah. looking at the, like that's that's so Nate Nate's story and what guys have been doing in this church and growing it. I mean, that's the story I'm hearing consistently, church after church. I mean, Jacob Rayom's church, they had about eleven hundred people last Sunday. Yeah. Same oh. story. We were small, pandemic hit. Yeah. Um, they were faithful to God and his word. Uh James Coates, same thing. Tim Stevens, they're busting at the scenes at his church. I mean, it's 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 it, this conference, guys, I mean, it's I mean, it's super encouraging. Just to come here and fellowship. I mean, the singing is like, like robust singing led by men. Um, I mean, it's it's just been such an encouragement to be uh, a part of this conference. So I have Mike Teeson here. Hold on, Mike I want I want to get there. I want to get there in a get second. In. I, I was, I'm looking at the website and it says the goal is to offer strategy and hope for a church at war. And while talking about the documentary um, Antichrist and His Ruin, but I was noticing with the first rounds of the conference. And so speaking of with Nate and education, starting a classical Christian school, Randy Frey, that's the first talk at the conference. Yeah. Wow. Um, constitutional heritage and then Romanism and Eastern Orthodoxy. I'm wondering why that one's there. <laughs> um, but but then you go down for round two and it has fulfilling the law of Christ through small groups. Another one on constitutional heritage, and I think that's a kind of an important thing that's with you guys. But then this third one, which brings in Michael Thiessen, danger of digital ID. What in the world is that doing at a Christian conference, Mike? Mixing politics and religion. I think it was just Jacob trying to get me to come to the conference. And I, and I, was like, I got a speaking slot, and I just, yeah. I'll give it to you if you promise to come. No, um... Before we go to the digital idea, I want to jump back to the education. Uh, Nate mentioned homeschoolers. Uh, I'm a family integrated guy. It was so heartwarming when I went to the Fight Laugh Feast conference down in Tennessee to hear you talking about the family and family integration and yeah, education. Yeah. And it, it crosses over classical education and homeschooling. It crosses over because you understand education is power. You understand education is discipleship. You understand that. You, you understand this holistic measure that this holistic discipline that has to be ingrained and you look at everyone else who's just you know if if they're accepting the public school they're accepting the public narrative yeah. in the news media right. so I, I think the education piece is such a strong uh a strategy strategy, a strong strategy. strategy yeah. and I, I love being a part of this group for that um and nate and i really are harmonious on that we kind of we were that's yeah. was over we were making the switch to family integrated church at a church that had always sent the kids off to sunday school and yeah. i was like there's got to be a guy around here who, who thinks like i do and uh, i found michael and picked his brain on how to transition and how to teach and 
how to get your, your people to love that. And that's how we first connected. So. Yeah. Okay. You yeah. saw me with the word podcast meant? Yeah. That's right. <laughs> and, uh, so everybody has to listen to Mike on a weekly basis now. I'm to blame. That's I'm exactly right. Uh, uh, everybody wins. Uh, okay. So did, um, the thing that I'm sure you guys are going through the exact same thing, but we heard this nefarious group called the World Economic Forum early on in the pandemic. Yeah. And, you know, everybody gets there. I think you just tweeted out, like, last week, that you had a tin hat on, yeah. a tinsel hat on, or, you know, that type of stuff. Foil. A foil. Tin foil. Yeah. Thank you. There you go. It was um, tinsel. It wasn't tinsel. I love this. Maybe during Christmas, you'll put on a tinsel hat for me. Um, so any, so you're, you're, you're trying to understand what's going on. Well, what we wanted to tell people today was Canada, our government, our Canadian government, and the Netherlands – have a direct paid relationship. So the Canadian government is paying the World Economic Forum for consultation and to be a part of a pilot project that develops digital ID for the sake of secure and, 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 and um, seamless travel. And then when you dig into the vocabulary of what's going on, you also understand that China, you know, since 2014, now up to 220, they they have specifically introduced to their nation um, the social credit system. Mm. So in 2020, China 2019, they un they uh, unveiled their social credit system. They they commanded people to implore it, and it is all digital ID surveillance. Mm -hmm. And so what we were what we were trying to show for everybody is number one, it's out there. It's happening. Canada's already put $105 million budgeted to implore this. Our province of Ontario that we're in right now is intending to implement this in the spring of 2023. So we're talking four months away. Whoa. And everything is a similar vocabulary. Just one step away, selling consumerism, selling convenience. But when you look at the mechanism that's being created, it is... It, it is a setup for a social credit system yeah, here exactly. in Canada and in the Netherlands. Yeah. So and I just wanted to make sure people were aware of that that technical relationship with the World Economic Forum actually exists. Well, and, and you asked uh, Knox why that at a Christian conference. Right. And one of the, so my my wife sat in on your your uh, talk about it, and she said what was interesting is how underhanded strategic and sneaky i think were her words the government has been in implementing this and i think you know at a, at a conference that's meant to strategically equip the saints to battle the evils of statism which is what this conference is about um it's it's showing us how strategic our enemy has been and therefore that that's why we have to be so strategic that's why we have to plant schools start educating our kids differently that's why we need to do all of this stuff because our enemies are ahead of us in the strategic planning of you know um, building their own uh, their own eschaton so yeah okay so the next talk here in the list says postmortem on bruxianity i don't even know what <laughs> bruxianity is yeah so um, we don't know for sure either yeah. <laughs> okay. so bruxy Cavey um, was sort of a celebrity pastor up here uh, and had a had a pretty massive following. Uh, he uh, was his church is called the Meeting House. The tagline was "Church for I people who, who don't love church." Yeah, 
And, uh, and so anyway, um, actually, this is how Jacob and I met. So the story about how Jacob and I met was he was blogging against Bruxy, and I was seeing a lot of the same things. I reached out to him. We had a podcast at the time, and so we had him on and one of his congregation members, Eric Schneider, to talk about just the, yeah. just the, um, the awful theology coming out of the Meeting House and Bruxy Cavey stuff. And, uh, and what, a lot of the stuff that we talked about was just his, his awful teaching on sexuality. So they, they had come out with sort of a third way and uh, uh, in terms of bringing people into church membership, but they didn't call them members who, you know, wanted to have a, a uh, be in a homosexual relationship or whatever. So we were, we were podcasting against that years ago, and it just came out within this past year that Bruxy just found out, you know, sexual misconduct, mo- monstrous extramarital affairs, surprise, abuse, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, surprise to no one. So Schneider and uh, and Rayom and I were kind of on the front lines of fighting that. And so um, Eric Schneider, uh, his talk was kind of, what did we learn from that? And how can we start to uh, spot the, the wolves among us earlier than everybody else did with Bruxy? So. And just to just add to that, Bruxy, like, denied came right up to the verge of denying penal substitutionary atonement. It was bad. But, but would always, would always couch it with, a, with, with an out. Um, uh-huh. And then the third way, the third way, it's like an actual document where they said, look, we don't want to be a legalistic church. Um, and we don't want to be a liberal church. So we're going to present a third way. And that means that we're going to teach you what the Bible says about sexuality. But if you want to come here and disagree with us, you know, we'll make a way th- for there you. are pacifists and then there are just poor Christians and, and they, they agree to disagree. There's Pato Baptists and Baptists. They agree to disagree. Yeah. So we're going to make this matter. Christians and Sodomite Christians are, yeah. Right. Awesome. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And, and he's really, he's really slick up here. Like we're talking about the meeting house, like for Canada, a mega church. You gotta remember we're a, we're a, we're a 10 to one ratio or one to 10 ratio population wise. So a, a church here that's a thousand is like a it's like a ten thousand person church in the U.S. Right, like that's the ratio. So yeah. he had a church of about six thousand. Wow! All across the country, little meeting houses. There's a great amount, and and what Nate and Jacob found out, it's the same thing we found out during the pandemic. And this is actually it shocked me because we found this out. They were calling around to all of the other pastors, going, "What are we going to do about Bruxy? Like he's the biggest church in Ontario, potentially Canada." And he's teaching uh, against penal substitutionary atonement. He's teaching, uh, you know, third, third way. What are we going to do about it? And everyone's like, we're going to do about it. Yeah. Stop being so mean. Being so mean. Yeah, Stop being so thing. mean. You know, the thing about Brexy is he's he's so nuanced and he's kind. And you guys are really mean. And yeah. Kind of harsh and mm. use bad language. So you know, why would we listen to you and I? <laughs> so it was a real litmus test for us because like, um, I kind of came in after that. Um, kind of came into the fray after all that had settled down and things had been said and, and settled. Um, but then when we went into the COVID situation, it was the exact same situation. Hey guys, Leviticus yeah. 13 has sanitation laws. Let's look at that about what we should be doing right now. Hey guys, scripture talks about cities under siege and, and lockdowns are really horrible. People eat their kids when they're under lockdown. Um, let's not do that. Let's not do that. Oh, and by the way, <laughs> scripture commands us not to stop meeting is some way to be in the habit of meeting. So 
Let's not do that. And everybody just acted the same way during the Bruxy scandal. Yeah. So that's wow. also the connection to that wow. story to the greater so guys, before I let you go, the last question I want to ask you here is, you know, when we were talking, I mean, I wanted to talk to um, Tim Stevens. I, he wasn't around, but no one's talking about, at least it's not making a whole lot of noise about the fact that he was, his case was dismissed. Um, he was found innocent and there's no charge of things. All the, the charges have been lifted as well. That's praise God for that. But have you, since we were talking to you guys and talked to you guys during the whole pandemic, it didn't seem like churches were waking up and coming to their senses about what was going on. Has that changed or has it just been the people who have left those churches that are like, nah, we're, we're not doing that. Yeah, I, I would say the latter. I think uh, people are still leaving those churches and, and it seems like every time something else comes out, it's like, well, that's the last straw and our churches just get another little influx. But here's what I would say about that. And this is, so the reason a, a conference like this is so powerful for us is because you have to understand, yes, we were growing and people were coming to us, but it was like it was like a sanctuary. It was like a, a haven for people. The rest of the world was dark and insane, and it was your your weekly dose of sanity. It was the only place where where things were sane. And everybody else hated us, and everybody else was throwing stones and every and, and including other pastors. And so um, you come to a conference like this, and you realize there are other men. This is like that Elijah moment, right? You are not the only faithful prophet out there. There yeah. are five, you know, and so. Um, coming together, the fellowship is super rich. But, um, you know, to, to your question, the reason the other churches haven't woken up, I think, and I've talked to a lot of these pastors, some of them have been friends for years, is they don't want to repent. At the end of the day, they don't want to repent. Right. To, to, to now dis disobey the, the government mandates or any of that kind of stuff would require them to say, we got it wrong the first time, which means the only way back is repentance. And, and uh, honestly, a lot of them are just hard hearts and they won't repent. And we pray that that's not the case. We yearn with them to, to repent and come back to, to uh, uh, the fellowship. But they're, um, it's hard to say that you got it wrong. And uh, so that's why. <laughs> I, I want to add to that. Like, I'll give you an example. Right now, where we sit, where we sit right now in Ontario, um, our chief medical, um, our, chief, our chief, chief health officer. You're Fauci. Uh, yeah, yeah, our, our, our Ontario Fauci, Fauci yeah. uh, Kieran Moore guy, um, just on on last Monday called the province back to indoor masking. Yes, yeah, now he's been caught. He's been caught twice. You can go on Twitter right now. You can watch it. He's been caught twelve public parties, unmasked. But going to going to Nate's point, there's two other conferences going on in our province right now. And I have buddies who are still in those conferences. And I'm like, hey, are you masking? And they're like, no. Like, the government, the, the one that you've told your people to I submit to, is recommending masking. Now, the government has not yet said, we're going to show up the way that we want yeah, to. We're not going to find you this We're not going to find you right now. We're recommending it. Schools are going back into mask mandates, everything. So they're privately wow. all meeting right now, unmasked, yeah. just living life. And the only difference is not that the government's not recommending it. It's that the government's not recommending with a threat of punishment. That's right. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's an amount of hypocrisy where we're all saying to those guys, come back, like repent, yeah. smarten up, just admit that you were wrong. And they're, they're living in a hypocrisy while not doing anything and you know what we, wow. we pray for them I, I say we were scolded when we came here 
properly. And I, I, in this podcast, when we can be confident and, and be celebratory, I just want you all to know this conference was started with uh, Pastor Steve Richardson just slaying us yeah. and saying, yeah. we all, we've got to weep. We've got to pray and weep for revival. Yeah. And I just want to say that there's some good things that we were able to celebrate, but we were all reminded of the goodness of Christ Amen. and the absolute need for him to keep reforming all of us. Yeah. Amen. Right? Yep. That's right. I, I just wanted to end there. I mean, the conference, you know, it's church at war conference and, and it started off with uh, an exhortation on praying. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this, is, this is not a, a shoot from your hip church at war conference. This really is a seek the Lord, seek God for Reformation and revival, and it was just beautiful starting off with like an exhortation and prayer and, yeah, and everything. So that is our warfare. Hey, appreciate you guys work, praying guys. for you guys. You guys yeah. uh, stay safe. Don't put on any mask and watch out for the winter out there. God bless you guys. Yeah, and make sure you send Gabe back home to us or not. <laughs> <laughs> that can <guys>. be arranged. <laughs> See you. Gravity Jack is a full-service digital agency specializing in the development of virtual and augmented reality experiences, mobile apps, blockchain, and Web3 projects. I even know what Web3 is. <laughs> now you do. I didn't know what it was before. Founded in t- 2009 <laughs> as the first American agency to offer augmented reality. They even patented it. Gravity Jack's digital experiences have been a source of innovation for small businesses, Fortune 500 companies, and the U.S. military. Get your vision in motion at gravityjack.com. Um, whoa, 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 whoa. I was just ready for it. Oh, we got to wait? Okay, all right. Pause. Okay, I hit the pause button. I was so happy for the weekend wrap-up. I'm I'm about to hit it, but you know, we, we don't get... Pastor Zorn's on that often. I was going to do a uh, after show with him. Okay, because I know uh, you got to run. Well, too. just just really really quickly, I'm just curious. Like, so I mean, in in like one minute. Oh, uno momento. And then and then we'll unpack. You it know, more. Pastor minutes are like six minutes. So. <laughs> well, you know, um, <laughs> you got a clock up there. You can watch the clock. But um, but um, your thoughts on what we're hearing yeah. out of Canada? I know. Also, know you have connections with um. Uh, South Africa. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh. Just, I mean, what, what 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 comes to your mind? Initial reactions, and then we'll unpack yeah. it more backstage. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm struck by the fact that um, you know, what they started with the news the news network of yeah. running uh, state run uh, media plus right. state run healthcare. Right. Um, and Canada is about to roll out made uh, medically assisted um, suicide uh, oh, acro- of course. across the you country. You have to, don't of course. you? Because if you, um, <laughs> that's the solution. You know, the solution to so maybe healthcare the is final uh, solution. Hey, we, Ooh. yeah, we're, <laughs> we're um, our 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 culture's falling apart. Right. Our, our, we can't. Yeah. Uh, there's 22 hour wait times for. Right. Uh, uh, so let's let's right. let's propagandize. Right. Um, here's a oh, here's man. an easy out. That's here's good, your suffering. That's a good point. Um, we can ease it. And they've and, done that in the Netherlands already. Yeah. Yeah. And um, and I think it's just it's, uh, to channel my inner rush, Dooney. It's that uh, sinful man's <laughs> lust for sovereignty. Right. He wants to be in right. control. He and, wants to. And, you got thirty more seconds after saying rush, Dooney. Come on. Come <laughs> oh on. yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's it's that easy, huh? Hey. But after, but after, but you're right. And but ultimately, when man takes control of stuff, I mean, what you're left with is death. Yeah, that's, yeah. All, that's all you get. And, and the state has to say, here's where you can go, here's what you can do, and here's when you die. Reach, you know. reach all right, okay, guys, that, that that's enough. Wow. Let your appetite. More okay. of that backstage right. with Knox in just a minute. <laughs> now it's time for your cross politic weekly 
weekend wrap up. Bring it. Yeah. On Monday, some midterm elections were still being wrapped up. And by wrapped up, we mean botched, blundered, and bungled, and mismanaged. But other than that, everything's going fine. And if you question anything, you probably wear a buffalo hat. And on the weekends, you dream of sitting in Nancy Pelosi's chair. Speaking of Pelosi, whatever happened to that thing with her husband? Any word on that? Uh, yeah, we're still working on it. Okay. It's with the voting. <laughs> with the voting. It's Maricopa County. <laughs> Meanwhile, one of Ron DeSantis' publicity gurus got Paul Harvey to redo his famous On the Eighth Day montage, only this time with Ron as the fighter and savior and messiah. It was pretty cringe, but we hope somebody will be getting Ron the word and he'll stop doing that sort of thing. <laughs> on Tuesday, Steve Dace came on the show and took us on a whirlwind tour wow. of what happened in the midterms. Mm -hmm. By my count, he took two breaths in 28 minutes. <laughs> I think and you're wrong. Now he's being one. scouted by the Navy for deep sea missions. <laughs> Basically, he said that bold and wise conservatives can win, but mediocre and lame candidates can't. America would rather stick with the devil they know, which is apparently Democrats, to the devil they don't know, which is unexperienced or cringy Republicans. Also, they say that said that Trump doesn't really have the track record that DeSantis now has since Trump got a big fat F mm -hmm. on COVID. Mm -hmm. On Wednesday, we watched and or listened, depending on how you consume your cross politic, to a few bits of Trump's speeches speech announcing that he's running for re-election and we had jake mcatee in the studio from canon press making snide comments it was great <laughs> trump wants to execute drug dealers and he's going to federalize everything was basically what i got <laughs> That's out of the speech. It was. and then everyone cheered and jake agreed with me against knox that this plays well in muddle america because we're that muddled. Hmm. It was also beer and Psalms Wednesday, and we looked at Psalm 45, which is a glorious wedding psalm, and decided that monogamous heterosexual marriage is still the best. The best. Since <laughs> it's the only real kind of marriage there is. And plus, it reflects Jesus and his church and the history of the whole world. It's got that going for it. Yeah, uh, yesterday, we had Jared Longshore in Gabe's seat, yeah. and we only managed to make the Baptists a little mad. We also talked to David Fowler about the Disrespect for Marriage Act, which yeah. the Democrats are trying to use to codify a lie into law with the help of 12 reality-denying Republicans in the Senate. David Fowler pointed out that there is still plenty of room for local jurisdictions, maybe even states, to cancel all marriage licensing on the basis of natural law, common law, and simply instruct couples to have affidavits signed as a record of their marriage before witnesses. And we thought that sounded... Pretty hot and sexy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the simple charge for today, the simple charge, is to remember that reality is on our side. Water flows downhill, gravity exists, squares have four sides, and marriage is one man and one woman, world without end, and amen. amen. No matter what schemes wicked men are scheming, God rules the world with grace and truth, and the wicked will be destroyed and the righteous will be blessed. This is because God is sovereign, and this is also because God made this world. It simply works this way. So our job is to be faithful at our post, laugh at all the folly, and just keep a bag of popcorn handy to watch <laughs> the show. This has been a busy week. Yeah. And Gabe wasn't even here. For three of those days. Yeah, I know. You've been cranking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gabe, come back. You're going to hang around for a little I, bit? I can stick around. Yeah. How, how, much, how, much, how much time do you have? We'll how find out. I'm going to push want? it to the limits. <laughs> if you're single, get married. If you're married, have kids. And if you have kids, go baptize, baptize them. them. Until Monday, love God with all your heart, soul, mind. Oh, actually, we're not here next week. We got some people sitting in for us uh -oh. next week. It's going to be really exciting. You're going to be smoking week. a turkey, right? That's right. A couple yeah. of them. Three. Good, good. Yeah, yeah. So enjoy your Thanksgiving. If you're single, get married. If Mary have kids, you have kids, go baptize them until 
the week after next. Love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Go fight, laugh, and feast. See you in the backstage. Hi, I'm Robert Borton, CEO of Classical Conversations, the world's largest classical Christian homeschooling community. I'm launching a new podcast, Refining Rhetoric. If you like cross politics or just listen to hear what crazy stuff they're saying today, you will enjoy Refining Rhetoric. You can find us on your favorite podcast platform. I practice the 15 tools of learning by interviewing great guests, looking at current events, and talking about cryptocurrency. It is the duty of the free man to resist tyranny at every turn. Every man will either watch his freedom stripped away or take action to protect what he loves. Introducing the A3, the newest revolutionary body armor from Armored Republic. The A3 is the new standard for lightweight multi-hit body armor. A3 plates are incredibly light at 4.6 pounds. The patented design captures fragmentation while remaining multi-hit capable. The A3 will stop up to M80 ball, yet comes in at only 0.7 inches thick. The A3 is the thinnest NIJ.06 compliant or certified composite standalone plate that includes the drop test. The A3 is the first of its kind, patent pending, that combines an alloy strike face with polyethylene backing, revolutionizing body armor technology by providing strength and durability while remaining sleek and maneuverable. The A3 is the new standard in lightweight body armor. The fight against tyranny just got stronger.